What is up, everybody? This is your boy Devo here, letting you guys know that we got our review for WrestleMania 36 coming up here. Ethan and I got on a virtual call here to review WrestleMania over two nights, putting it out the same night of Mania. Just finished recording with him. We just want to say we hope you're all doing really, really well out there. If you want us to talk about anything to entertain you, please hit us up on the social medias. We'll talk about whatever it is uh, to help you guys get through this. Be sure to support your local bars and restaurants and everyone else that's local and all everybody out there that's doing everything to fight this. We appreciate you. And now, without any further ado, on with WrestleMania 36. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the WrestleLore WrestleMania 36 wrap-up show. Oh, I am here joined on this, uh, not as late on a Sunday night for WrestleMania as normal, but I'm here, as always, with, uh, boy, I don't, I don't know, what do you want to go with? He's the uh, cinematic I'm... Undertaker match to my Firefly Funhouse, Firefly Funhouse match, uh, Ethan Sandoval. How you doing, Ethan? I am doing just fine. I'm, I'm sports entertained, as you'd like to say. Yes, yeah, sports entertained, and obviously we're uh, doing this over uh, uh, over. Uh, we're doing this Facebook audio right now is how we're doing this. Uh, trying to figure this out still a little bit on how to do these podcasts uh, remotely. But uh, yeah, we've had two nights of WrestleMania. We just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a recap here. Go over both nights uh, and talk about, like, obviously there are some highlights and lowlights. But overall, Ethan, um, given the circumstances over the course of two nights with no audience uh, and <laughs> very weird expectations... Uh, mm. You, you know, we're thor- we're thoroughly sports entertained as of right now, but like in the annals of WrestleManias, <laughs> what do you think we end up? Do we just have to put this one like as an asterisk out to the side? Yeah, that was kind of my thoughts. Like everything that didn't happen in the ring was good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I think this is gonna be one of those things where you know, uh, ten uh, years from now, when whatever you know whenever YouTube is beamed directly into our skulls, uh, whoever's reviewing old WrestleManias will have to be like, all right, <laughs> now here goes 36. Yeah. Now let me just tell you guys, <laughs> yeah. this is a weird one. So uh, yeah, so overall lacking in the general uh, idea of uh, in-ring matches, just no one in the audience, and, and it just made it like... Did it just stand out so much more because it was WrestleMania and you were expecting those huge crowd noises and pops and everything? Yeah, like like there was multiple moments where I was like, oh, there would be a pop here. Oh, there would be a pop here. Oh, there would be a pop. Like uh, Bianca Belair coming oh, yeah. out would have got a huge pop. Uh, Edge's entrance would have gotten a huge pop. Um, yeah. The- there was a lot of spots that I thought could have gotten big pops. Like here, there were two in-ring matches, and I say that in quotations, that felt like WrestleMania matches. Yeah. And then there were the other, the two, you know, the matches that this card will be remembered for. Um, yeah. And everything else was just kind of a thing that happened. So let's let's go through the two nights here, uh, just you know quickly. So just everybody knows, like you know, obviously, I think there were a lot of people that didn't know that it was pre-taped. I think uh, some people thought it was live or something like that. Uh, your ca- your casual fans or whatever, but uh, obviously, uh, no. This is a pre-taped WrestleMania, taped I believe last week. Uh, not like not like a, like not this previous week, but the week before. Uh, I believe is when this was taped. Um, now we had a dark match. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch the pre-show on the first night, but it was Cesaro beating Drew Gulak. Just a little warm-up match of people they already had in the building, basically. Um, yeah. But uh, this and I I missed yeah. on night two. I missed the women's title match. Yes, the first women's title match here on night two. But yeah, we started off a proper show on night one, uh, as they call it, part one. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane. Uh, everybody kind of predicted that this match was going to go to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because of the rumors that Kairi Zane is going to go back to stardom uh, fairly mm. soon. 
now this is a match where it, you know I came in, I was out getting some uh, burgers on the grill, and I came in and I immediately was like, oh yeah, I know this is a match that would it would be okay normally, but when they come in and you just feel it without the lack of response from a crowd. Uh, I will say that any match that had more than just two guys in the ring was a little bit better because at least there was some chatter on the outside and things like that. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so hard. What a hard opener too. like, but you know, just, they did a good job. Uh, they actually, I thought wrestled a, uh, better match than normally WWE lets their women wrestle on the big stage. Um, right, yeah. some pretty stiff stuff, a lot of apron work, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and at the end, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, well, they won. I mean, it was yeah. a good, solid match to to open up the card, yeah. I suppose. And, and I think this is where uh, we should address that J.B. fucking L is on commentary. Yeah, so I get it. I mean, it can't be King, right? Because King's too old to be out there. Uh, even, yeah. even though Vince was in attendance and he's older than King, but, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, JBL, that's, that's Vince, I've got those genetics. There's no way you can JB, JBL is the guy that happened to be around, which I guess it makes sense that JBL is just around in Florida. But, uh, yeah, I would have been, uh, I'd have been happy if they'd have just went with, th- I guess maybe they were trying to not have too many people out there, but if they'd have just gone like, I mean, he was the only heel announcer for the entire time. Yeah, like because Byron Saxons I, is a goofy heel, but yeah, I and well and like um, I don't know. I really like um, fucking Corey on commentary. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I I know they'd had Corey doing some pre-show stuff, so it seems like he was in the area. And like this would have been the perfect opportunity to call in like Morello or or, or something. Uh, yeah, Moro. Yeah, Moro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, JBL. And I noticed him really hard core. And I think it was maybe the Ziggler match or maybe it was the. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I noticed him the most in the Otis Ziggler match. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you're taking over, man. What well, was a pretty decent match? I mean, so. Yeah, no, and um, I, I actually was like semi invested in this storyline. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, one that we, but, none of us were invested in was El- Elias versus King Corbin. <laughs> uh, and boy, that, that night two, that second match of night two or of night one, I mean, that was uh sure something there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's about all that it, one. It happened. Yeah, that's about all that warrants. Uh, the next matchup we have was Shayna Baszler going against uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch defending her championship against Shayna Baszler uh, yep. in this uh, WWE Raw Women's Championship match. Um, I'll be straight up. Yeah. I hated the finish. I ugh. okay. So let's go ahead and discuss this finish, and that, that's what we're going to do on things like shows like this. Um, so my the thing that stood out to me is that Becky just beat Baszler basically the same way that Rousey was beaten at WrestleMania, mm. which was like a fluke pin. And you could see that there was a moment where Baszler tried to act like she was getting her shoulder up, the same thing yeah. that happened in the Rousey match. So yep. if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I think this is like storyline booking. Here's, here's why I hated it. This is the same way Baszler lost the title to Kyrie Sane in NXT. Well, yeah, but you have to the, rem- the exact same finish. But you got to remember that you know Vince is booking this, and there's no way he's even seen that match. <laughs> so, I know, but I just I I I, I think literally small packager. I don't. But I just, it had to be something that it had to be something to where Baszler could try to get that shoulder up. Because I think they're building to probably a Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, SummerSlam. Ugh. Or they're going to continue building to a, four, a horsewomen versus horsewomen uh, match at some point as well. But, you know, I, it's one of those things. Uh, Becky Lynch wins. There's also the rumors that Vince doesn't like Shayna Baszler. And I, you know, I could see he's <laughs> she's certainly not going to win any beauty contest. And she is 39 years old. So... For yeah. Vince McMahon, that's sort of bottom of the barrel, right? So, right. not that I well, agree with it. I wanted Baszler to win myself, but uh, 
Well, yeah, he he likes that broken arrow mom <laughs> yes. physique. Yes, as you said. Uh, when we get to it, the uh, tag team of there should be a tag team of Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans called the Broken Arrow Moms or, or just Team Broken Arrow. Uh, yeah, like that. I, I was in the, I was I was also considering calling them the Tulsa surrounding area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Tulsa Metro is here. Uh, <laughs> now, I will say this. Uh, I kind of thought that after those first three matches on night one, I rather enjoyed the Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan match. I didn't mind it. I had to watch it kind of like separate from everyone because my my stream lagged. So I I knew who won like about a minute into the match. Oh, yeah. So, well, uh, but Sami Zayn, I I hadn't been paying attention. I didn't know he was doing this whole... uh, like Fidel Castro type character or whatever. He looks like, yeah, fucking... he's a, uh, he's like a Che Guevara Fidel Castro. Yeah. He, he looks like fucking Woody Allen in uh going bananas or whatever, where Woody yeah. Allen plays the Latin American dictator. But yeah, Sammy Zayn along with, uh, as Russell talk calls them, uh, the, uh, league of nations 2.0, <laughs> beat Daniel Bryan and drew Gulak here. Uh, I mean, mm. Drew Gulak playing the part of the uh, the manager. Some good outside spots. This is one of those things where I noticed that having people outside the ring just really helped in general, right? Right. Even yeah, if it was like... even even if it was just Lana for a little bit, it kind of helped. But like, it, it it was enough to to put this match and make it entertaining. And uh, it was a good entertaining match that led up to a uh, fairly good ladder match. I mean. I, yeah, I mean, the ladder match was good, except for the finish. Yeah, so, okay, let's talk about this ladder match first of all. It was John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston representing the three teams of Miz and Morrison, the Usos, and the New Day. Now, the story right. behind this match is that uh, this was supposed to be all three teams, and that Miz showed up uh, the day that they were going to film it, and he was sick. Now, they don't yeah. know that he had coronavirus or anything like that. They just assume. Yeah, he, he just was sick. Yeah, he was just sick, and it, it made people uncomfortable. And so they decided to remove him, and they took three guys. Uh, you know, our, you know, I don't know who's better at stuff, Jimmy or Jay, but clearly the better move here was to put Kofi in this match from the New Day if you're going to do a ladder match. And they had a pretty good ladder match. There were some teases there. You know, there was a couple ladder bridges that didn't get paid off, which is kind of some a little bit unique in ladder matches and everything like that. But let's talk about that finish. So yeah. the finish, kind of a classic moment of all the guys grabbing the thing at the same time, right? That's, right. that's been yeah. done before. And mm. then, so, so, Miz, or so Morrison, Kofi, and Jimmy... They all have a hold of the that device that the WWE uses. The yeah, hold the, the like the rung, yeah. the the brass ring. Yeah, they've, got the, a, they've all got a hold of the brass ring. They've got that is I never thought to call it the brass ring, but that's definitely what Vince McMahon calls it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But they've all got a hold of it, and they have Morrison's on one side. There's a ladder set up, and they headbutt Morrison, and as he falls, sort of like a. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus six situation here where he, mm-hmm. he grabs the belt as he grabs the belts as he's falling and they land yeah. on him, which we just, I guess assumes makes him the champion, right? That, well, he has one of them in his hand. Yeah, I know. I like, but that, that's never been like when they do tag team stuff, it's always like whoever's holding the ring up gets it. But so what's your problem with the finish here? Well, my problem, it was just a little anticlimactic. Like, um, I felt like there could have been one uh, bigger spot, but at the same time, and I, I pointed this out, this, these matches have to hurt so much more because they don't have that adrenaline. Oh yeah, from having the crowd, like yeah. everything they do has to be like ten times more painful. So, um, be- because of that, I am. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like on them to like go out and kill themselves. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I just feel like there should have been a bigger spot. Like, see, I I get what they were doing of trying. You know, in my mind, it would have been so much better if you're going to have Miz and Morrison win to like have two ladder bridges set up there and Morrison somehow p- do like a double like suplex off the off the ladders for those guys. 
But then I also understand that they're trying to book like Miz and Morrison as sort of not chicken shit heels, but like lucky, you know? Yeah. Like it's same thing. This goes back to, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the reverse of like Shane falling on the Miz, right? You know, there's, right. when it's, it's like with the Miz, they, they're just always a lot of like in between finishes, even his WrestleMania, yeah. even his WrestleMania moment, you know, it was, uh, oh wait, here's mm-hmm. the rock. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he never gets, uh, even when he's not even there, as long as it's involving him, he doesn't get a full, uh, uh, to get the full glory, but yeah, it was a good serviceable match. Again, I think, um, we've gotten used to, um, these ladder matches being like big multi-man extravaganzas, right? Mm-hmm, like when mm-hmm. was the last time I was trying to think of the last time there was just a pure, like two man ladder match in the WWE. Yeah. They're very far and few between, um, which I, I miss those, you know, I miss those like, like, I don't, you know, if you remember it, but Eddie Guerrero and Rob Van Dam had a ladder match. I can just, I can just envision that there was lots of rib holding in that match. Oh yeah. There's a lot of rib holding, but there was, they fucking killed each other. Oh yeah. Um, It was crazy. Yeah. And, and, and so I think what has happened by having these big multi-man matches we get used to like the stuff going on on the outside, being able to cover up some of those like slow spots after the bumps and everything. Cause there's always mm-hmm. someone to take the spot. And so it kind of shows through even in this three man, because we kind of got used to a more frenetic ladder match than just like, you know, if like, I'm sure if we went back and watched WrestleMania 10 and I like razors and, uh, uh, Sean's ladder match is great, but mm-hmm. it's going to seem tame by, <laughs> today's standards for the most part. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, John Morrison takes home the belts, uh, in this sort of triple, uh, draw finish almost. Uh, and that leads into what I thought was a pretty good match. Uh, I really, I kind of like the story that was told here, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Uh, This was my, this was my match that I was like, you should watch this as well as the main event. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the story here is there wasn't much of it. You know, this was a personal rivalry, but it didn't seem insanely personal for a long time. And mm-hmm. then Seth Rollins over the last few weeks uh, made it personal by like talking about how good he is at WrestleMania and how bad KO is at WrestleMania. Right. Kind of setting up like, ah, I'm the good one. You're the bad one. Comes out. Good match going. They go to the outside. Seth Rollins hits Kevin Owens with a bell, ring bell. And I'm like, well, uh, they WWE just booked a DQ in a crowdless, <laughs> in yeah. a crowdless mania, just because I guess Vince can imagine uh, people being upset. Yeah, here, 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 were my, here was my thought process during that. I was like, God damn it! Wait a minute, Kevin Owens is in this match. He's grabbing the mic. But here we go. Yeah. And so Kevin Owens playing into his like rough and tumble character of I'm always going to fight says, let's restart the match, make it a no DQ. Uh, And then we're going to get the highlights of the match here. That massive. The thing that stood out to me, Kevin Owens takes that massive. uh, He does that massive uh, flying elbow drop off of the uh, WrestleMania sign. How fucking big is that sign? (laughs) That's the one they've been hanging in every arena. Like that thing has to have its own semi. <laughs> like yeah, it's that, huge. It was massive. That, and also, this was the first match. Well, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I take it back. I want to go. I want to go back a little bit. Okay. Because this was pre-taped, they were able to edit some things. Yeah. Right. And in the latter match, there is a spot where I went, "Oh, that's right. This is pre-taped, so they can do things they can't normally do." And what happened was Jay Uso is on the ladder, and it's in the corner. And then John Morrison pushes the ladder, so Jay Uso falls over the top ropes, and supposedly all the way down to the floor. But you never see the of, floor. Yeah. But you never see the floor, and I I know the sound of somebody hitting a crash mat when I hear it. Um. So you you can absolutely tell that he hits the crash mat. Also, that was another thing that irked me. He's back in the match like 
a minute later. Yeah. Like that is a, I'm out of the match spot. Okay. So let me, while you're talking about the, the pre-tape stuff here and, and we'll uh, finish up that Seth Rollins match in a moment. Um, I do. It doesn't seem like the WWE chose to reshoot any parts of the matches. Right there. Yeah. There. <sighs> I feel like I can't remember what it was. There was a spot where I was like, they're in a slightly different position. Um, there was like a, a finish. I can't remember what it was, but I feel like I, I think it was a woman's match. And I don't think, I think it was on night one. So I guess it would have been Asuka. Yeah. The Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors. Um, I feel like there was something in there, but I may be misremembering. Yeah. But I, I, it was glaringly obvious in the latter match, and then it also happened in this Kevin Owens Seth Rollins but, match. But like those are like gimmick, you know, things have been gimmicked, right? But I don't think right. there was any moment where, where there was like a finisher or a big move where they went, ah, that didn't work. Let's do it again. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I, Which I kind there, of, I kind of applaud them for because you know if. They could have been like real assholes and just made these guys get out there and be like, here's your, uh, you know, sorry, uh, you know, uh, you know, Sami Zayn and uh, Daniel Bryan. You've got your nine minute match here, but we're going to film it for like 30 minutes and then put together the best match we can. Right. Because they could easily do that by doing like highlight cuts. Right. Of course. And but they chose not to. So that was good. But, yeah, we do have it, you know, in this match. Kevin Owens takes the giant leap off. Uh, onto the table, hits Seth right, Rollins. Right, they edit it here because you see him going behind the sign, and then literally in like one second, he's at the top of the sign. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, we you know, there's a little edits here and there, but you know, fine, I'll give it to them. Uh, that it was okay, <laughs> yeah. but it was great. And then uh, I forget, uh, uh, he 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 wins with a stunner, and it was a st- stunner into something, or it was something he turned something into a stunner, right? Uh, well, he no 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 because. He does, he's like essentially lifting Seth and Seth is dead weight. Cause oh, I think it's right, oh, it's yeah. right after the big, the big spot. Yeah. And then he hit, he just picks him up, hits him with a stunner and Seth dead sells it, which you and I both were like, Ooh, I like that sell. Yeah. It's kind of like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to do like a Shawn Michaels sell, like you yeah, might, or a rock yeah, or a, you should do a, Yeah. A razor. You should do a dead sell where it's just like, Oh my God, he's dead. Like you should never yeah, do a I'm, Donald Trump sell. Those that was just really really bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Will Sasso had a very good sell of the stunner. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, I I remember that one when he was playing Stone Cold. So yes, it uh, was it was a good sell. Now uh, our Blue Universal Championship match, uh, mm-hmm. boy Braun Strowman. Um, it was kind of I I kind of assumed that Braun was going to win because it's too predictable when a guy replaces to have him lose on this mm-hmm. grand of a level and they needed to get the belt off of Goldberg. It was just a shitty match. Do you know the, yeah. official, you know, the official time on this match, Ethan? Um, you want to take I a guess? Not... Okay. Uh, let's see. Two fifteen. You are very, very close. Uh, it is two ten. Two ten. Oh, so now I will tell you this. Uh, your total combined time for the Universal and WWE Championship matches, uh-huh. six minutes and 38 seconds. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, Braun Strowman wins. Uh, I think it's probably pretty clear that Vince is going to have him feud with uh, uh, Roman when he comes back. I don't know that that's the right move. I think they should have him feud with The Fiend and do sort of a, Br- a Wyatt family uh, thing. Yeah. But maybe they can wait on that. Uh, and mm-hmm. just build it up a little bit more, and, and the fiend can take out another legend or two uh, on the path. Mm-hmm. But let's get to it. The highlight of night one, the high, one of the highlights of WrestleMania. Uh, I was I was going to say the highlight of WrestleMania, but I think tonight topped it. Yes. Okay. This yes. is the. This is I, the. I was amazed that I was actually upset when you called me the Undertaker match because I was like, I want to be the Firefly oh, Funhouse. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yes, this is the Undertaker Boneyard. Welcome to the Boneyard to match yes. uh, Undertaker and Alan James Styles. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. We get American Badass Undertaker. I, I, here's the thing. I don't think he's American Badass. Uh, I, I he's think t- he's mystical. 
The American badass was never a mystical character. He okay. was just a biker. So he's like this, this Undertaker can teleport still. Okay. He 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 you know can summon fire. Uh, so we still have a little mysticism. Hear, hear me out. He's uh what's the uh, Marvel superhero? Oh, Lobo? No. Not Lobo. Uh Flaming Skull guy. Nicholas Cage. Oh, oh Ghost, Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. He's Ghost Rider. <laughs> Yeah, he's he kind of is, yeah, and, I, and I'm all down for it. I'm especially down for trash talking Undertaker. Yeah, oh. oh, yeah. I love... Okay, so this is a whole theatrical scene here, set out in the woods, uh, you know, like at a country... Like at a farm or some bullshit. Like, it's like a cemetery farm. I don't, I don't know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a very secluded, small, like, family plot. Yes. Uh, and, and before I forget, like when they bury, <laughs> flash forward, when they bury uh, AJ Styles, did you notice that the writing on the uh, tombstone was like, like a video edit? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, they couldn't just at least like <laughs> do something quick. I don't know. They couldn't like paint it. Yeah. Or something like with blood or something. I don't know. Something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this, this is insane. Now the one part I don't like about this, like I will give you the thing that I don't like about this whole feud and this match. Yes. It's undertaker beating AJ styles, but he also just like beats Carl Anderson <laughs> and, and Luke gallows as well. Like multiple times. Right. He is, he is a little bit burying them. But we're we're dealing with a new Undertaker, yeah. And so like, AJ's so good that I don't think it matters. Well, I heard it described today on a on a show, and they were like, "See, the thing about the Undertaker is it doesn't matter if he beats you because his whole thing almost exists in a different like secondary universe to the main." Right, especially on Mania, like yeah. losing to the Undertaker at Mania never hurts anyone really okay you know? let me ask you this i if 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 they would have put me in charge and it was possible i would overbook the shit out of this because mm. i would have had finn balor as the demon show up to save aj styles not like maybe not like keep him from getting beat mm -hmm. but like maybe have finn balor show up and like take him out uh, and like rescue him at the like very... like when when the Undertaker teleports behind AJ onto the tractor, then Finn Balor shows up behind Undertaker. Yeah, that would have been track. that would have been great. Like Undertaker still could have won, but like th then you could have had this like nerd fan pop at home for like getting the Bullet Club back together. But then you would also be setting up like some sort of mystical match between. Finn mm -hmm. and the Taker. I don't know, but I I I think Finn isn't was unable to be there because he was out of the country or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, that wasn't going to possible. But if I could have booked that, then mm -hmm. then I would have. But yeah, that it was a great way to end the night. It broke the internet for a little bit. Everyone was raving about it. Almost everyone. Okay, I I, I did. I want to say something. Yeah, I saw a post from a non wrestling um newsletter. So to give them. The benefit of the doubt, they are not known for covering wrestling content. But it did call the Boneyard match the greatest match in WrestleMania history. Um, yeah, well, they didn't see tonight, so... Yeah, so... But we'll get there. So, But yeah, no, great match. Uh, I kind of saved the show for a lot of people. I, I say almost everybody, you know. Some I, some people found it hokey, but, you know, hey, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, somebody in our group chat who wouldn't shut up. Well, I think, I think he's just being a troll and probably really drunk, so... Uh, yeah, he's he's in the same boat we all are. Everybody needs to entertain themselves somehow right now. I know, uh, but let's got annoying. let's take it to let's take it to night number two. Yes, it starts off with a dark match between Liv Morgan and Natalia. So I guess they were there. I don't know why they had them around just to have a dark match. <laughs> I mean, you could have very easily I don't know d done something else. I suppose you could have JBL yeah. versus Paul Heyman or something. <laughs> But, uh, but the show starts off tonight uh, with Charlotte Flair and Rhea mm -hmm. Ripley, and oh boy, this did not go over well in the group chat. I don't think it went over well, probably with most of Twitter. I uh, didn't see this, and yes. then I saw the finish, and I went, "I'm glad I didn't see this." Now I will say this, uh, and uh, this like one Rhea Ripley was just looking amazing. Uh, She's in like this blue and white gold getup as opposed to her like normal like 
like metal gear, metal gimmick or whatever. And mm-hmm. I thought it worked really, really well. Uh, I don't know if the blue and white is a sign of things to come. <laughs> Maybe she's going to not get called up to Raw and she's going to get called up to uh, SmackDown or something. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, Charlotte eventually is. Go- this is what was in- interesting about this match is it does take it does. They do give them 20 minutes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the um, boy. This is the longest match of the night. And it is the second longest match of uh, both nights together. Uh, it edges out uh, Bailey and Lacey Evans, and it edges out, uh, uh, well, the Undertaker match or whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the other triple threat. Uh, now, you should go back and watch it. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it's a decent match. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, I think at one point during this, uh, uh, Laura said, you know, if you did not have the, uh, the, you know, if you didn't see what was going on, you'd think it was a women's tennis match. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kept posting that gif of the grape lady falling, you know, and uh, <laughs> there's just, yeah, just lots of like uh, grunting and things like that. Uh, and OK, Ethan, if you go back and you watch this, which, you know, you can. But uh, mm-hmm. here's the thing. The conceit of the match, uh, the, 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 the plot device of this match is that Rhea Ripley's leg gets hurt. And it annoyed the hell out of me. Because mm-hmm. the entire match, they act like we don't know that Charlotte Flair can that does the figure eight. Because mm-hmm. at one point, Charlotte Flair puts her in, I don't know, like a, I can't remember what it was that she put her in, um, oh. but it was like a Boston Crab or something like that, right? She mm-hmm. doesn't put her in like the figure eight. They're like, oh, she's got a leg. So it's like, yeah, that's one of her finishers <laughs> is to do the figure eight. Like we know where you're leading. Now, I do think this was the match where um, Rhea Ripley does a standing Texas Cloverleaf and it looked really good. Oh, yeah. She calls that the... Um... It's the gorilla something. I yeah. Can't well, the announcers didn't call it that. They called it the standing Texas Cloverleaf. So I don't. Well, I, that, she's yeah. she's been doing that finish for a while. Yeah, but it, it looked really good. Uh, it's a good match over and uh, uh, in all. But like Charlotte Flair ends up beating Rhea Ripley by submission, and again they screwed up here. I think not fine. Charlotte can win the match. You can, they can feud or whatever. But Rhea taps so quickly. Yep. And just like guys, you can you could She re, Charlotte has become the female Triple H and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Like she I mean you can li- literally like you can put over that person in defeat by just making them wait a long time, right? To tap. Have her have her fucking WrestleMania 13 it. Yeah, something. But yeah, Charlotte Flair, like, you know, it's funny that what we're going to get to at the end of the night where they talk about the overhyped, over, you know, promoted. <laughs> it's like, all right, is Rhea Ripley going to do her Fiend character in six years to do it to Charlotte Flair? I mean, like, because mm-hmm. this is, yeah, I mean, it's a good match, but uh, I think either, not maybe not the wrong outcome, but just like the wrong way to do that outcome. I personally think it was the wrong outcome. Charlotte doesn't need the belt. Charlotte doesn't need the belt. I understand it from a standpoint of they're still trying to beat AEW on Wednesday nights. Then they shouldn't have had Charlotte win. It's the, it makes me not want to watch it. I know it makes you not want to watch it. But they are banking on the fact that casual fans will want to watch Charlotte Flair. Which I think is a wrong thing to bank on. So No, yeah. yeah just, but, uh, then next up we had, after that match, uh, Charlotte wins, new NXT champion. Uh, Alistair you Bla- know, here, listen, yeah. you, you, look, I want to tell you something. Okay. And I want to interrupt you because I don't give a fuck. Oh, you can do whatever you, know you want. How you, get, you know how you get casual fans to want to watch NXT? You have Keith Lee come in, and you have him fucking murder the Artists Collective and then take the Intercontinental title back to NXT. That's how you get fans to watch NXT. Yeah, that would be that would be a good way to do it. Um, or you just have Keith Lee get on an episode and just be out there for two hours, just you know, uh, Canadian destroying everybody on the, <laughs> yeah. on the roster. But yeah, no, that's a good idea. I mean, um, but uh, next up we have Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Uh, as Tom King said, uh, Lana won the night, or Lana won the night with her uh, like uh, her really nice shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. it, we didn't know where this was going to go. This is a match that's had very little build. 
um, kind of thrown together at the last minute. Two guys that can go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, I would say, uh, you know, if we're thinking about a lawnmower that has that tortoise, a rabbit, and two rabbits, uh, they made it to rabbit here. <laughs> they didn't. Never, yeah. They didn't make it to two rabbits. It was a decent match. Uh, it says Ugh. it was seven minutes and twenty seconds. It certainly seemed longer than that. Um, but what do you think about this one? I thought it happened, <laughs> and I also thought that um, you should never do a slow mo replay of the Black Mask. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think in their minds it looked brutal, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know why they chose to do that. There were a few times in this I was like, you know, given the amount of time, like okay, I'm talking about you know refilming finishes or whatever or refilming spots and in, 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 in matches. If we go back and look at it, the prime candidate to me would have been the finish of the ladder match. Yeah. Like that could have been refilmed, right? Exactly. Like my issue is like applaud them for not doing too much, but they also didn't do enough. You yeah, know? they could have fixed some things pretty easily here and, and just made some choices that would have been a little bit better. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Alistair Black defeats Bobby Lashley. I kind of did like the finish uh, where Lashley was going to do um, – Mm-hmm. One of his finishers. I can't remember which one of those. The but, Dominator. Yeah, but then Lana's like, no, spear him. And so he goes, all right, baby, I'll spear him for you. And then he gets black masked. And so, all right, you know, Lana kind of cost her man a match here. Don't know where that's going to yeah, go. I'm, fu- I'm, fine with, I'm fine with that. That doesn't, you know, affect me in any way. But, yeah, they just shouldn't have replayed the finish. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Um, but they did. And uh, we're all better for it, or worse. Who knows? Now, next up, we had probably one of the most uh, fun and uplifting storylines of the evening. I loved this match way more than I should have. Like, I this is so I don't I don't watch the weekly products. I don't I don't watch Raw, but I knew about this storyline, and I had seen like him at the Rumble. Yeah, I'd seen that uh, the the rumble spot, which I you were there. I yeah. marked the fuck out for that spot. It's just good old time. It's good old fashioned fun. Good old fashioned yeah. family fun. And then I saw the Valentine's Day part, yeah. so I knew I knew about the Dolph thing, but I didn't see you know since the Valentine's Day. So I was thankful for the promo package, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. So uh, a little bit of a cross storylining going on here with part of the promo was this new hacker character that they've got that was giving the footage of uh, Mm -hmm. what really went on, which I said is like, is this GTV 2020? You know, the old, uh, what was it supposed to be gold dust doing secrets backstage or whatever um, from the, from the late nineties. But uh and it never paid off, but uh, like we get, a, we don't get a payoff of who's behind this. The rumor is that it's Ali is who there, who's behind it all. Mm-hmm. But we started that we we learned that Sonya Deville has been uh, being deceitful to Mandy Rose and is in cahoots with Dolph Ziggler because she doesn't think that Otis Dozovich, R.I.P. Dozovich, his last name, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, doesn't he doesn't she doesn't think he's good enough for Mandy Rose and a mm-hmm. really really a uh, fun match. Uh, and I'm forgetting it. What is the thing that Otis says so many times? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, here's the thing. I actually very much. Otis is one of my new boys. He's in the boys table. He has made it. He's a total boy. I love him. Um, <laughs> I fell in love with Otis. Uh, he was on Up, Up, Down, Down yeah. with other. And uh, he's very funny. He's He's just. Like, he's a funny, fun dude, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I like him. He's, uh, you know. Now, so, re- remind people of who your boys, what your boys were. Oh, God. Uh, Steve Blackman, um, uh, Otis, uh, fuck me. I'm I'm bulking on all my names that I had. I had a list. Well, the general uh, concept again was what? It was uh... so a boy is a wrestler that isn't necessarily good 
Yeah. That isn't isn't necessarily uh, like what well, like William Regal couldn't be a boy because he's too good of a wrestler. Yeah. He they also cannot have won a world title. Um, although uh, OSW re- Review came up with the concept of having a boy, they came up with this whole um, thing. And in their uh, uh, coming up with this, they did kind of, they were like, well, gender, in some instances, people who have had world heavyweight titles can be boys, like gender and Jack Swagger. Yeah, guys like, like that. that. Like, so, um, so could, the Miz, be, could the Miz be a boy? The Miz is too good yeah, to be a boy. Yeah, he's too good on the mic, yeah. He is too good to be a boy. Yeah. But like, so, like, it's, it's like Chris Masters is a total boy yeah. for me. Like I, I, I've always really liked Chris Masters. What, it, would Carlito be a boy? Uh, Carlito could be a boy. Yeah. I, I, I will give Carlito a boy um, status. Well, it, either way, this was a good fun match. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we have some shenanigans, Dolph low blows Otis, and we think, oh no, Dolph's going to win the day, the bad guy's going to win, but lo and behold... Mandy Rose's music hits. She comes out. She gives her own low blow to Dolph. Otis does the caterpillar. Un, de trois. Match is over. And... You speaking that here Spanish? <laughs> oh, right. This is where this is where JBL made me want to. Oh yeah. Made me want to get coronavirus just so I could cough on him. Yeah. Like he was. He turns full Fox analyst. Just, yeah. Just, Fake news! It's fake news! It's doctored footage. Like, was like, how could uh, how could anyone love a fat man, right? So like, it, yeah, was, just, it, was, it was just yeah, it was too much JBL. It was it was it was like I'm trying to be a heel, but you're not being heel. You're just being a a guy in 1996. You know, uh, I did love the moment where Otis is carrying uh, Mandy out. He's like, she's so pretty. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, Otis. Right, we get it. You're happy. Uh, but this uh, joyful match is then turned into uh, uh, just absolutely brutal match. <laughs> uh, a 36 minute and 35 second last man standing match that, as we said, had to be the last thing they filmed <laughs> just because mm-hmm. of the pure destruction of the uh, performance center in this one. Right. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah, uh, the ending. So yeah, the ending of the Otis match literally put a smile on my face. The this match, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! It's like, are they really trying to make sure Edge only has one full match <laughs> when he comes back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they used everything in this match. Edge with a lot of uh, so it goes. Uh, it starts off, you know, and it's around ringside and stuff like that. But it quickly goes back to the gym there in the uh, performance center. Um, some creative use of uh, weaponry back there. Uh, I like that uh, Edge uses the pull-up bars to do some sort of weird, like, I don't know, pull-up bar swinging Bronco Buster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a swinging senton. It was like Edge is like, I've been really working on my upper body strength, Vince. Let me show off. <laughs> Listen, he looks great, man. He like... look okay. So Edge is so it's so hard for me because. I look at it and I'm like, that man looks simultaneously like the healthiest and sickest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he just well, looks like a hobo. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but yeah, no. Uh, this guy, this is a drag out, you know. And this is uh, one of those ones where I think I posted the acting gif quite a bit because like there's some some acting in this match, right? Just the mm-hmm. the pain and the anguish and. Like the whole like I'm doing this so you can be home with your girl's edge and you're gonna you know you're gonna kill yourself in the ring and you could tell mm-hmm. that Orton was into this so yeah you know when Orton's into something he usually does a does a pretty good job but literally yeah, of course but, but literally all over the place uh, we get to see we get to see where Triple H makes decisions in the performance center uh, we get to see like some weird chain link decoration above a table that was something yeah, uh, yeah so. Uh, I still the mystery of all this WrestleMania to me, and I don't know if you caught it, but like when they're in that office with the big table, mm-hmm. there's one door that has a window on it that says IHOP, <laughs> mm. and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is there an IHOP <laughs> logo there? I, I mean, is this literally? Did they have to go? Did I miss this? Was there just like little branding everywhere throughout this that I missed or whatever? Like, 
Um, but like, it's absolutely brutal match. They end up in the back storage room area. Uh, so many finishers, so many, uh, RKOs, spears, what have you. I guess there's only one spear. So one running hug for you, right? I think that's all there was. Um, but they end up on the top of a semi truck trailer. And, uh, next thing you know, edge is, uh, edge has gotten, uh, he, he he's lined up or Randy Orton's lined up to do the punt. Punt hasn't been done since that angle, right? Um, yeah, the punt, he's, he's teased it a couple times. Yeah, but he still hasn't done it. He's yeah. never done it. And this time he was, I think the most times he's teased it, he's like stopped himself from doing it. Right. And yes. then this time he gets speared. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he stops her from doing it. Edge does edge is like, don't fucking count. Uh, I'm going to do a concerto on him. And he concertos him and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Edge wins this blood feud. Is it over? I think so. I think Randy Orton's gonna take a little break after this. So yeah, he should take a little break after this. And uh what better way to follow that uh than to go right into uh, a tag match that no one really cared about. Uh a good match, uh six minute like Hey, here's a nice match. Nothing you're going to... I'm glad we had this match because I forgot uh, what pay-per-view I was watching and then Montez Ford reminded me eight times. Uh, Yes, that is true. That's the Street Profits for you. But Angel Garza and Austin Theory with Zelina Vega versus the Mm -hmm. Street Profits. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Championship was originally supposed to be Garza and Andrade. Something happened where Andrade couldn't be there. Uh And uh, we get Austin Theory. No one thinks they're going to win, and they don't. Yep, they don't. Uh, good match, high pace, uh, fast pace. Would have been a great. Would have been a lot better uh, if there was. Uh, I don't know what's going on behind me. Uh, would have been a lot better if there. How to hear people yelling somewhere like there's a party going on, <laughs> and I was like, there's mm-hmm. not a party going on here. Uh, but yeah, uh, that does take away from it. Just to bring that about, normally. We would be sitting here lamenting that we're going into the uh, four, four and a half hour of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And at least I'd have some friends around, though, right? And yeah. we don't have friends around. It does kind of take away from it. But, uh, hey, we still made it through and had as much fun as we could with it. Uh, mm-hmm. That leads us into something that we could have as much fun as uh, that we could, which is the five-way, fatal five-way elimination match. Mm-hmm. Bailey defeats Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina in a 19-minute match. Um, where, where, where Vince tries his damnedest to get us to like Lacey Evans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, you know, just another sign that Vince doesn't really understand the pulse of America that just because you're a mom doesn't mean we're going to root for you. (laughs) Just because you're a mom and you're a Marine doesn't mean you're a good fucking person. Yeah, but you're blonde and have big titties, so to Vince. Yeah, just like... Uh, Clearly, they're leading to a Sasha Banks-Bailey split at some point in the future. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the ninth time, yeah, for the ninth time, but it will be the first time where Bailey's the heel, yeah. So, and then I'm sure Sasha Banks will hold the belt for two weeks and they'll put it on to Lacey Evans. So, oh, speaking of Sasha Banks, yes, yeah, speaking of Sasha Banks, um, so I was talking with uh, with a bunch of people in a group chat, and out of fucking nowhere. Somebody posts in this group chat that has nothing to do with wrestling and isn't a wrestling fan goes, wait a minute, has Snoop Dogg been in the WWE? And we were like, yeah, he's also related to a wrestler. And he was like, what? And so, which is Sasha Banks. Yeah, uh, Sasha Banks, and he did the... Uh, he does her song. Yeah, he does her song. He did WrestleMania 25, right? He introduced all the women for the... The Santina, yep. the Santina Morella Battle Royal. Yeah, he was a raw guest host. He beat up Chavo. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. He's got to be soon if he isn't. So. Oh, he's he's a shoo-in. Oh, that, in that's yet. another thing. Yeah. Why don't you think about that? What are we doing about that Hall of Fame this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. huh. 
We all sort of just forgot about it. It's as if it doesn't matter. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Oh, but, well. But, uh, but our president. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they tried in the last couple of weeks to build up Tamina as a massive uh, super force to be the, the Nia Jax of this match. Tamina sucks. She just sucks. Ugh, she uh, Naomi, fine, great. She kills this match like her dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Naomi, fine. Uh, Lacey Evans, blah. Sasha Banks and Bailey, okay, whatever. I get where you're going with the storyline. Bailey wins. I do like her like yelling at the crowd afterwards, like <laughs> yelling at yelling at like Cole, you can't beat me. <laughs> Lacey Evans, your daughter can't beat me. <laughs> yeah, like like they're there in the like yeah. I, I get yelling at JBL, I guess, but like boy, I don't know about that. That's about it. Now a little surprise here. I thought for sure a cinematic match would end the night, but it did not. And boy, no, yeah, I, I I knew. Well, they told us in night one that um, oh that it was going to be Brock and and, yeah. and Drew were main eventing. Uh, I just I must have missed that. Uh, but yeah. we get the Firefly Funhouse match. And oh, oh my god, I fucking love this goddamn match. It's like Vince turned the book over to someone who was like, "Look, I know what fans want, boy. Let, let me tell yeah. you. Here's what fans want." God damn it, it was so good. Okay, biggest pop through the match. What was your biggest pop of the segment? Uh, I, I, there were so many. Like, um, uh, SmackDown Fist, just the SmackDown Fist. What are you doing? Nothing. I just heard a lot oh, of noise. Yeah, I, I was fidgeting with something. It's all good. The SmackDown Fist. Uh, the SmackDown Fist, like that's my favorite set piece. Yeah. So like, I marked out hard for that. Um, I, I there was a moment where I was like, oh, I'm all the way in for that. I just when I realized what it was gonna be, I was like, yes. I will. I will tell you my moment, and mm-hmm. it's when Bray Wyatt is Eric Bischoff. When Bray Wyatt Bray- is Eric Bischoff and they do the Hollywood Hogan, mm-hmm. I yep. am just absolutely 100% in. I am like, yes, yes, yes. When I think the thing that made me laugh the hardest was when they were doing the old school WWF. Oh, the, and, uh, the, the, and he, he the curls. John, well, no, he calls John, my, my, my partner, John Large Meat. <laughs> yes, John Large Meat. Yes, that was so. Which I fucking lost it. Yeah. Like, I just, I was like, this is everything it needed to be. We got the confirmation. You know, we got all three of Bray Wyatt. We got all, kind of all four of his characters with, with Husky the Pig, Huskins, yeah. or whatever it's called, uh, representing Husky Harris. But that mm-hmm. slow transition into mm-hmm. The Fiend. Worked oh, yeah. so well, and you didn't over fiend it. You gave us just enough fiend to be like, right? Well, like, yeah, like this I, is this is the culmination of Bray Wyatt. Like, this is everything he should be. Yeah, I God, I hope they do this again. Like, <sighs> yeah, like not this exact. Obviously, they need to change it up, but like, I hope they kind of bring it back. I hope they have Bray feud with Taker again and and they use both of their wibbly wobbly gimmicks and uh yeah that 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 <laughs> yes those worlds collide <laughs> yeah and like yeah, the, I knew from the get go like when they start when it came out and John Cena was on the stage I was like okay but he was acting kind of funny I was like okay something's up here like yeah he's either hamming it up to make fun of the fact there's no crowd here or we're going to get something like I figured, the, like Bray was gonna like drag him back into something, but what we got was so much better of just like absolute absurdity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just and like John Cena wearing the tights. Like my 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 like takeaways from this are like one, John must love Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I I feel like John really believes in Bray. And um, I, I really liked that uh, aspect. And you could tell they were just 
having a blast <laughs> doing it. I, I can't imagine that after all these pieces, they're just like laughing their asses off. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, what was it where they cut the Vince? He's like, that's some good shit. <laughs> oh my god, fucking what were what were their names? Like Macho oh, something yeah. and Mr. McBoss Man. Yeah, Mr. Like, McBoss Man and Macho. That, but, oh, that's yeah. when I realized what we were getting when not when they showed up as commentators, but when when John Cena walks backstage and Devil Puppet Vince pops up, I went Oh fuck! I, I even put it in the group chat. I went. I am all in on this gimmick. I'm so for this. Yeah, it, like that was the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, we, we good. Like, I wonder if Vince just closes his eyes during these segments. <laughs> He's like, I just don't yeah. want to know. I know it's popular, but I just don't want to know about it. Don't tell me. Yeah. Is Cena in it? I'll watch that part. I'll watch him. He's got that beef. He's got that beef. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- like. And then I guess, you know, it, like the fiend pins John Cena and Bray Wyatt count or, you know, uh, Mr. Rogers Bray counts one, two, three. Cena mm-hmm. is, you know, been exercised uh, from whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing I think uh, would have made it better is if he somehow coaxed a heel turn out of it. But I don't know that that's uh, possible. Yeah, like like you, you made a comment because I don't like the mandible claw. Um, and, and I was like, well. If they if they overproduced it a little more, I'd be fine with it, you know. Like if if they made it clear that he does the mandible claw because he's forcing something into his opponents, whether it be evil or or you know, or he's removing something from them, you know, like like inhibition or so. Like if because that's what the fiend is. He's not, you know. He's ministry taker. He's you know he's yeah, he's, a, um... he, he's got those powers that that are there. So, and you know it's um, look, it was a highlight of a WrestleMania. So again, one of the things that will when people go back and look at this, that's what they're going to look at, right? So yeah, God, it was so good. God, it was so good. And, and and you know what you're speaking on of like Cena being okay, Cena liking Bray or whatever. Clearly, you know this is an indication that Cena knows like the reputation about him and everything, and he's willing to po- he's willing to poke Cena's fun. Cena's always so. been self aware and self deprecating from everything I've heard. From everything yeah. I've heard about Cena, he's a genuine, nice, incredibly smart guy. I mean, he knows like four languages. Yeah. Like he's he's and an you incredibly you, you can't blame him for person. the you can't blame him for the boss wanting to put him over. So yeah, no, exactly. Like I'm, like I've never hated Cena. Like I've hated the way Cena's been booked, but I have never hated Cena. I've never hated him as a worker, and and I'm I'm glad that he's become more of a part timer and less out of the spotlight because he can do things like this. Yeah, we're and gonna, yeah, they're fantastic. And he's gonna win over, and you know they'll get some t-shirt sales out of it and stuff because some fans are gonna be like us and be like, yeah, all right, Cena's not that bad. Well, I'll buy a shirt. Yeah, now. you know what? They got a sale from us this mania. <laughs> yeah, we bought a title belt. So we got a title belt. Uh, yes. Uh, well, you bought one. I'll be paying you on the fifteenth when I get paid. <laughs> uh, that's how that's gonna work. Uh, okay, so the, the, that was great. Uh, we end the night, and what I think is kind of uh, what I anticipated was going to happen. Uh, which was a four minute and twenty eight second match between uh, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre and eight Brock... seconds away from greatness. <laughs> eight seconds uh, against that and Brock Lesnar, and kind of, I think a few people were at this point going, "Oh no, we're pat like they ended at nine o'clock sharp the night before. Now we're over. This is a little weird, but we still think it's going to be a squash match." And it sort of start- it looked like it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, McIntyre comes out, gets the Claymore up top, nothing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and as you pointed out, like Brock does what four F fives to him. He he does three. Three. He does uh he does one. No, he did uh, four. He did four. No, no, he does, no, he, does, he, he does he does one for a one count. Two gets one. a two count. Okay, he does a second. Okay, three. Okay, that's right. Yeah. He, he does a two for another two count, and then. You know, he like goes, and then Heyman goes, do it again. Like he, Heyman says, 
he's good, but do it again. Do it all night long. Yeah. And then, and then, and then yeah. Uh, Drew counters, hits him with three claymores. One, four two, claymores. Three. That there was definitely four. four claymores. There was four claymores. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, you're right. There yeah, was four. Yeah. I because I I think I looked away. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. My stream froze. Oh yeah. On, on claymore number three. That's what it was. I I liked that my stream froze at the very beginning of uh, John Cena and 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 Bray, and I was like, oh yeah, everyone's turn, tuning in right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they. Oh, here's the match we wanted to see. Where it's tuning in, right? Uh, but yeah, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Uno dos trace, uh, and he wins the match. He's your new WWE champion. I think uh, Drew's gonna have the belt for a decent amount of time. I think Drew has it at least until SummerSlam. Oh yeah, if yeah. not till TLC. I boy, yeah, it's hard for them to give a guy like Drew a year long run. But, they're not going to give him a mania the mania. But yeah. Unless they're trying to make him the new final boss. But, like, they try, like, you know, like, I remember, um, you know, like, Byron's marking out because Drew kicks out of, like, three F5s. And I'm like, Roman kicked out of five. Yeah, so that's, here's my question. Yeah. I don't remember who's on what brand anymore because mm-hmm. the whole... I don't know, like Goldberg and Roman thing, or I don't know, but like, um, so do I don't know who's going to challenge Drew for the belt? Yeah, because Seth and I don't think Seth and Kevin Owens are done. No, no, I don't think they are either. And um, Samoa Joe's hurt. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know. I think they build someone at Money in the Bank. I think they take. Yeah. I think they take somebody who's not quite. I, although I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm surprised they're continuing. Like I don't know how they're continuing. <sighs> Boy, I, it's going to be like it's almost like I wish they would just. They should. I I, I know Vince is like the show must go on. But it's almost like I wish they would just uh, go down just to if, if they're going to continue, just cut it to an hour a week, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's such a you know it's such an up in the air thing. I I'm amazed. I don't know how they're going to be able to do it. They're in Florida. Florida is under lockdown, and they are not an essential <laughs> business. Well, but you know who is a member of that Hall of Fame? <laughs> the President of the United States. So, you know, I think they're going to get away with it. So, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, and, and let's let's face it, Linda's in the government, so... I was about to say, yeah, who's yeah. also a member of his fucking cabinet. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think maybe uh, it does go on, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, now, I know, look, there's no way anyone can rate this mania. Because yeah, like number one, it's in two parts. Yeah. Number two, it's it's so outside the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, like y- you can rate individual matches, but even then, you have to put an asterisk by them, because like I, I you there's you no almost can't yeah. have a five star match here. Yeah, no. There, there's there's no match on this card that is better than any of the best matches ever that are actual matches. Like Firefly Funhouse and uh, Undertaker's Boneyard match. Those things exist. Like, yeah, they're probably better than, uh, you know, the Sister Abigail match or whatever. But yeah. uh, those are so outside the realm of what is a normal match. Like mm-hmm. even like outside the realm of like you know what was the uh, the the one on the flatbed trucks the uh, old the, oh the uh, the uh, fucking it was the blacktop oh king of the road king of the road man like or even like yeah even those goofy matches like that this is those oh, the are just... Wyatt the Wyatt compound match or there's been a ton of them <laughs> I just realized something you know who is who is really really enjoying all of this uh, is probably. Uh, uh, I would assume Kevin Sullivan, but whoever did the old Dungeon of Doom spots. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the Taskmaster is going to show up at the next one end. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. All right, Ethan. Well, hey, uh, thank you for joining me here tonight. Call it in remotely to talk about uh, our silly uh, make em ups. Um, how you hanging in there, buddy? I'm doing all right. You know, just kind of taking it one day at a time. Yeah, one day at a time like we all are. Hopefully we can. Hopefully by SummerSlam people are allowed to, you know, you know, maybe they can have uh maybe they can't be at a big stadium, but maybe they can have a crowd at the performance center or something, right? You yeah. know, maybe it can be like under 250 people, you know, and it'll be the most expensive ticket in wrestling history. But yeah. uh but something like that. Uh but I'm glad to hear you're doing well, Ethan, and uh I want to thank you for for podcasting. It helps me keep the sanity on this end a little bit and everything yeah. like that. So uh Everybody out there, keep up uh, doing your good job. Stay socially distanced as best you can. Avoid going out as most you can and all that fun stuff. And hopefully we'll be out of all this sooner sooner rather than later. Yeah. Ethan, you got any parting words for the fans out there? Um, uh, I don't know, man. Just, like, go watch those fi- that Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. Like, Yeah, check out. Uh, I'm sure the Firefly... Fire- Fly fun house. I cannot say that word. Uh, Firefly fun house. I, I, I keep wanting to say flun house. The Firefly oh. flun flun house. I don't know. The, the flan house. I don't know. But I'm sure those will be like your top gifs tomorrow on uh, everything. So or gifts oh, if yeah. you're one of those people. But all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We'll uh, catch you next week. We'll have a show lined up for you. Let me see if I got for you next week coming down the pike. Uh, that's going to be where are we at here. Wrestle lore. Next week is our episode that is ah it is uh, X7 next week. We got our, oh, X7, hey. our X7 episode is next week. So April 13th, X7. We're going to drop this one as soon as Ethan and I are done and I do a quick edit on it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we love you all. Take it easy and peace out.